Better in Bucharest is a podcast about life experiences, leadership lessons, faith and hope. This podcast will show you that you don't have to compromise your values to achieve happiness. Today's podcast is with a friend of mine. His name is Scott Ganigal. I met Scott in 2017 uh, in Kansas City. Um, he's a medical device senior leader. Um, he held a lot of uh, position with a lot of startups and Fortune 50 companies. Um, Scott and his wife Elizabeth have four children and uh, Scott is a very good leader, a very good friend and also uh, he strives in developing high performance sales organizations. So I invited uh, Scott uh, today on the podcast to speak about networking. What is networking and why is important to develop your uh, network? So Scott, welcome. It's an honor to have you today with us. Well, thanks, Yanuts. And uh, I miss Bucharest and I miss the people of Bucharest and I miss your city. So I'm honored to be on it. So Scott, we started like every episode with a personal question. And the question is, what was it like around your dinner family table when you were a kid? My father, I kind of grew up in the post-industrial era in the United States where a lot of the, the moms and dads, so there were mostly moms and dads, there wasn't very much divorce when I was growing up. Uh, they moved away from the country to the city and took jobs in this new world of uh, insurance and plastics and, and a new economy. And so my dad was a, a, traveled a lot. Uh, his job required him traveling a lot. So when he was home, um, it was always a rich time of engagement and exchange Uh, you know, with the day and, and, and most of the, most of the uh, uh, mothers at that time stayed home with the families. And so my mom was a homemaker here in America. And so uh, she was around the house much of the time. So dinner was a, 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 a place where all the family gathered around and had good conversation. And Scott, what did you learn from your parents, from your mom, from your dad? I'm, I'm curious. Um, I, I learned... I learned a lot from both of them. Um, I learned privilege was earned and not given that, and it was a difficult conversation because I was not an easy kid. Um, uh, but I learned from that hard work uh, allowed you to have certain privileges that you might not ordinarily have. I also learned uh, the gift of treating people with dignity and respect and uh, all people. And uh, that was a great gift that they gave me. Scott, you are originally from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. I, and I know you have a special chili in that area. Uh, can you share more about this? So, so I know we have an international uh, audience here, but there's a brand of food called Cincinnati style chili. And Cincinnati style chili is unique. If you've ever had chili, I don't know if chili is common in Europe, but um, Cincinnati style chili it, uh, was brought over by the Greeks, the Greek immigrants that settled in the Cincinnati area. And they used a unique combination of chocolate, cinnamon, and other spices to make this wonderful concoction uh, that served over a bed of spaghetti with a, a large helping of cheese and you can add beans or onions and it's fantastic. So we were raised on that. So Scott, I know you have a famous saying, um, network equals net worth. So what's the story behind this saying? I, I, I want to know. Yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's a phrase that I coined. I don't know anybody, I'm sure somebody else has used it, but I've used it with my children all along because I believe that people you meet along the way, that none of us arrive with a gift, uh, with a, uh, a set of skills and gifts. Uh, they're developed or um, uh, learned or, or mirrored off of people that we come in contact with in our lives that make us better. 
And I think that I'm of the belief that that group of people should be categorized in a Dewey Decimal System in your own internal library that you can think in your head that I can reflect back that if I run into a situation with uh, electrical engineering that, oh, Yonanuts is an, an electrical engineer. I, I, can, I can call him and he can help me with this, this problem that I myself can't solve. So, you know, where my, some people might go online and do YouTube or, or um, uh, LinkedIn or whatever, I call it live LinkedIn. And that is the personal interaction you've developed over time by investing in an interpersonal relationship with those uh, uh, with whom can round out your own edges and can add things to your own mix. So I believe that uh, uh, through that experience, those same people and that interdependency on one another uh, can also call on you for gifts that you have, because we're all made uniquely, uh, as you well know, and we all have special gifts. You've got something that you can do that I could never dream of doing. I'm the same way, but we're not all gonna have everything, but all of us together can have something great. So I believe that if you, you can use it for good or evil and, or, or profit or capitalism. And um, I, I think that uh, uh, by having those rich, relationships that you invest in over time and touch people. I, we laugh over in the States because we have all these commercials on TV now that, you know, reach out and talk to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. Well, why should you be reminded of that? These people help make you what you are positively and negatively. And, you know, we're called as Christians to mend bridges with those that we have, uh, have had beefs with over, over time, you know, mend those bridges too, because those people have the same X factor and special sauce that can help assist you in becoming a better person or achieving personal goals of, of whatever it is, whether it be financial or physical or mental or, or familial. Um, so that's what I mean when, when your question was, what do I mean by network equals net worth? It means have a broad uh, array of people in your life that bring a lot of different perspective and help you critically think and develop skills that, that you don't currently possess. Scott, I love what you're saying, uh, and I love how, how do you, you look at uh, networking, but what's the, th the story behind this? When did you start to think like this? That's a great question. I don't know if I learned it, I saw it, or I was gifted with it, or a combination of the above, but I've always thoroughly enjoyed people. I really enjoy people, and people, uh, there, there are hundred, millions of people that say, well, I like people too. Do you like people or do you like knowing people's stories? And I like to know people's stories because through the stories, I believe there's a rich fabric of connection. And, so, and when you connect with people, you become more human. And when you become more human, you can empathize better. And so I, I think that that's I, I, a great question and a fair question. I think you, I think, we have a proclivity to develop those skills once they've been identified in us. But I think that you can also be born with them and it's just a gift that you have. And I think that's my, I think, I think that's one of the um, spiritual gifts that I've been given. I mean, I, I just, I enjoy connecting with people. Scott, uh, I ask uh, people around, around you and they said that Scott, never met a stranger. Is it true? I'd like to think not. I'd like to think that, and, and, I, and I think that's why I enjoy working with the marginalized because I'm a big believer in, but for the grace of God. And I think we, um, 
I think we should all operate with humility and humbleness and understand the gifts we've been given. The fact that we can talk today uh, thousands of miles away on a computer in a warm, dry apartment or home, or uh, you probably had lunch today. Um, you probably got a nice bed to sleep in tonight. You've got a family that loves you. Not everybody has that. And that does, and, and I, um, I want to give those people dignity and, and empowerment and hope because that is the greatest um, gift that we can give as human beings, I believe, is the hope. Scott, I know that you are really involved at the, the food pantry at your church. And every Saturday you go out and help people who don't have much. So can you share for the Romanian audience what it's a food pantry and why do you go there? Yeah, one of the amazing things, you know, it's, and, and we've had this conversation before, I think the misconception about America is America of... Uh, you know, decades ago. We have struggle in America today. There are 30 million Americans out of work today. And that has put a burden on the, you know, also the fracture in the uh, supply chain that's occurring all over the world uh, is a real thing. So there are people that are on the margins that aren't able to get enough food uh, or, or basic supplies or health care. And where the Western church has stepped in and very well, and, and our church in particular, is addressing those needs and organizing by which those that have uh, the means to do so and the wealth to do so are serving those that are marginalized. And so, you know, everybody thinks it's just poor, dirty people that live under a bridge, uh, when the reality is we have a lot of immigrant families from uh, Latin America Uh, that are, are here working hourly jobs. Uh, we have a lot of um, single parents that are struggling. We have teachers that if a, you know, their transmission goes out of their car, that they just don't have the margin um, and, and companies are scaling back. So we don't know from an economic standpoint where this will all end, but we know that the, the need has grown um, excessively and we're worth and the government can't step in and take care of all these programs and as you'll recall the early church was the one that that stepped in the gap on these things and we're just trying to mimic that and be a uh, be a beacon of hope and love for for our community because we get a lot of different people we get muslims we get um you know a lot of people that aren't like us, uh, Hindus, we get the different types of people at our food pantry and we get people with alternative lifestyles and, you know, things that traditionally you would think that the, the church might have a, a problem with. And, and, and our, our only uh, edict is just love, uh, just love the people. Hearing you right now about the community uh, from Leewood um, in Kansas City, I just remember the community from the early church uh, when it was such a difficult time the widows were abandoned um, nobody was helping them the children were uh, again uh, abandoned and the church was uh, taking care of them it was uh, they were very very generous and uh, i wish i could see this more in our days may i add into that so so my encouragement to your listeners and that's a that's a key point And generosity, we, we think of automatically as money, but generosity in spirit, in touch, in smile, and engagement is as important to the marginalized as money. Money's key. Generosity in money is, is important. Uh, but 
generosity of everything else I just mentioned is as, uh, as important. Scott, let's go back to the main topic of networking. And I know you, you like to connect with people. I know you love to speak with people that you don't know. Um, and because uh, of your job, you travel a lot. So I imagine you met a lot of people. So I have a, actually two questions for you. Um, tell me about some times where you have had a brush with a celebrity. Um, and the second one is, did you have a chance to talk with them? If so, what did they say? Oh, that's a great question. So, so, so probably my funniest celebrity story was I was in an elevator in New York and I was coming out of the elevator. The elevator in the hotel went down, the doors open. It was right across from Central Park and a man walked on. He had a coffee and a stocking cap on. It looked like he'd been running over in Central Park. And I stared at him and he stared at me and we kind of nodded at each other. He got into the elevator. I walked out of the elevator. I looked back at him. He smiled again and kind of nodded again. And it, just as the elevator doors were shutting, I realized it was Russell Crowe. You know, Russell Crowe from Gladiator and I don't know, all these movies and so forth. But uh, I'm trying to think of one uh, 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 a celebrity run-in where I've actually spoken to the person. Well, it, it's a celebrity that most of your constituency probably wouldn't know, but there was a lady on an airplane that I was talking to. Well, here's one that you might know. Uh, there was, a, I was flying to Newark, New Jersey with uh, a mezzo-soprano, an opera singer by the name of Joyce D. Donato. And I know she's, uh, she's famous uh, worldwide. She's actually from Kansas City, uh, but she's very famous in, in Italy. Um, And she was scoring music and I said, and I was sitting next to her and I said, do you, do you need some help scoring this uh, sonata? And she said, uh, she said, I don't, but are, are you a musician? And I said, well, no, but I thought I could help you. And well, she started laughing. And so we started talking about, uh, you know, just her travels around the world and how she's seen as a, uh, a superstar in Europe because of her gift. But in America, opera is not Uh, as well known or respected so she can operate anonymously for lack of a better phrase in America. But if she were to land in uh, uh, Paris or Venice, she'd get mobbed in the airport. And I, so I said, who are you good friends with? And she said that Johnny Depp is a, uh, 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 actually a huge opera star or opera fan. And he uh, is a big follower of hers and, and they, they travel quite a bit together. So that's my closest to real life story that I can think of off the top of my head. But uh, I, my, my experience with those types of people are, as long as you can identify a common ground. And, and frankly, you know, it's, it, when you get back to networking, anybody, because we all have a baseline set of needs. We, we love our family. We love good food. We love to laugh. Everyone loves music. So if you can find a common denominator, our children, our dogs, uh, if you find a common denominator with these people, it takes the, um, the air of uh, aristocracy away and, and kind of gets you on common ground. So when you meet someone new, you find that common ground and you build on that. I've shared this story with you. I was at the uh, National Prayer Breakfast with a mutual friend of ours in D.C. This was years ago. Uh, and I was standing in the cab line right behind Barack Obama before he became, when he was still a senator. And uh, 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 Kyle came out, our mutual friend, and was like, you know who you were standing behind? I said, well, I recognized him, but I didn't know who he was. But he, he turned out to be fairly famous. And I was just, I knew he was from Illinois. So I was just talking to him about uh, his home state. 
So if I understood correctly, you were uh, waiting in line for a cab and in front of you was Barack Obama and you you spoke with him. So tell us the process. What did you do? How did you approach this conversation with uh, someone who, who is famous? Well, I knew he was from Illinois. So I said, uh, you know, uh, how are things back in Chicago and you know, just, it just chatted up about, because my, I was born in Illinois and we talked about that and he was very gracious and very kind, you know, at that point he was, like I said, he was a Senator, so he didn't have secret service with him. And he was, he was just like me. He was standing in line to, to, to catch a taxi. The, let's go back to the subject again, to the main subject of the, uh, of the talk. And if I understood correctly, you said that through networking, you connect with people in need. You want to hear the story. You want to put a smile on their face and uh, giving back their dignity. Uh, but also you said that through networking, uh, you can meet new people that can help you uh, in your career. Can you speak more about this? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think there's a very uh, key delineation, you know, it's in for your listeners between uh, networking and manipulation. Uh, and, and manipulation is the implicit tactic of using somebody to get what you want. Networking is being kind and respectful to everyone where they help you get where you want. They want to help you get where you want. And so networking looks uh, like um, talking to your friend's uncle at a, a wedding reception. Uh, to find out what he does and how did he get to where he was and is his organization looking for your type of talent and uh, the person that does your hair uh, do, do they have a niece that works for IBM in Romania and would they be interested in someone with a, a electrical engineering degree and 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 are they hiring and who could I talk to and uh, when the Americans come in and talk at the business school or, what, or one of your life events uh, can I can I grab a coffee you had a couple really attentive young people that that reached out to our group when we were there to set up time separate from and that's why we're there and I would encourage your your team when 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 the teams from America come in they're mostly uh, broad business people with varied backgrounds. And even if it's not your area, if, if, if it's an insurance person, but you're, you want to become a dentist, you know, get to know that person because most people our age at uh, 40 and above have a broad amount of experience and have met a lot of people and know people that can, can put you in touch. And does it work 100% of the time? For your benefit? No. But you know what it does? It helps you sharpen your skills to talk to the next person that will be influential in your in your career pathway, business and or life. The worst thing that can happen is you enrich your own life and learn something new about the world. And that's my encouragement. That's the that's the real excitement around networking is it takes the mundane and bring something dynamic and bright into it. Doing it by those rich life experiences, you're weaving together a fabric and a tapestry that will allow you to, in the best case scenario, be able to improve your career. Uh, in the worst case scenario, improve you as a human being. So Scott, uh, let's go back to the subject again, to the main subject of the, uh, of the talk. And if I understood correctly, you, said that through networking, you connect with people in need. You want to hear the story. You want to put a smile on their face and uh, giving back their dignity. 
but also you said that through networking, uh, you can meet new people that can help you uh, in your career. Can you speak more about this? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think there are a couple things. One is be assertive. And it's, it's difficult. It's hard to meet new people. It's hard to meet older people. It's hard to put yourself out there at the risk of uh, um, being dismissed or being rejected. Rejection is the worst thing on, uh, or one of the worst things that we all know that uh, have taken psychology before. But most people are, if you, here's the number one thing. If you're, at, if you're finding out, if you're asking, the one thing that everybody loves to talk about is themselves. So at, just as we're doing here, you're interviewing me. I, I feel good. I feel, I feel emboldened. Like I, I mean something because you're, you're asking about me and, and I can talk all day about it. You'd ask me for 40 minutes or 45 minutes because you're, I'm talking about me. People love to talk about themselves, ask them about them, but do it from a place that you're really interested in. You're not manipulating to get something from it because you just want to take the time to invest in yourself and learn about something different. It's it's a it's a it's a live audible book. I, everybody has a story. This is this is my autobiography, and I love to tell it because it's all living in my head, and I want to share it with people. And others are like that too. Everyone's like that. So when you, as a young person, if you're entering a room with older people, just find somebody and say, I, you know, be humble about it. Look, I I I am I'm 19 years old. I'm 20 years old. I come from a small town. I I don't. You know, I really don't even know where to start, I, I, but I, I, I aspire to get somewhere in my career. I'm studying philosophy at the university, I, and I want to do blank with it. I want to get to grad school, but I don't know how to do that. Have you done that? Do you have an advanced degree? What, what, what would you do? Tell me about your family. Are your kids studying at university? What are they studying? How do they determine it? What are they doing? It's, it's the who, what, where, why, why, how, how much those types of interrogative types of questions and just, but don't ask it to not listen, ask it to take notes, have a notepad, let them know that you're really trying to engage with them and you're respecting their time and their wisdom. I think those are some key points. This is great stuff. Uh, Scott, I wish someone told me the same things when I was in college. Um, but, but that, that's it. Um, so we are at the end right now. Uh, if you have just a final word, um, the floor is yours. Uh, I just want to hear it. Yeah. So the, the, the thing I would share with uh, your students, uh, because I'm a father, as you know, you know, and I've got, uh, I've got uh, a 25 year old, a 23 year old, a 21 year old that's at university and a 16 year old that's going to be going soon. She'll be a senior in, in our secondary high school next year. And after that, she'll go to our university. Um, so, so what I would tell your listeners is what I, I tell my own children, and that is perseverance. The one thing, perseverance and resilience, the, the thing that, that our collectively in the world, uh, Romanians, Hungarians, Eastern Europeans, Americans, post-World War II have lost through the um, uh, digital age is persistence and resilience. Everything doesn't happen in a day. Everything is not automatic. Sometimes your internet's going to go down. Sometimes your car is not going to work. Sometimes you're not going to get the job you want. You're not going to date the person you want to date. You're not going to get into the school you want to get into, but you have to keep going. Life is binary. It's zeros and ones, and it moves you along the pathway, and it, and it, it will land you where it wants you to land, 
and you have influence over it, but you don't have control over it. Faith beats control. So have, keep the faith, have the faith, love people hard, and don't quit.